0: Hey there, Philip Haistor This is Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, your co-host, because I also have with me the Isaac Wengler. That's me. That's I'm you. Isaac Wengler, yes. co-host. Co-host. Here. Yeah, bringing to you a totally new product, Jefferson, Iowa, the state of Iowa. Unfiltered Podcast, because we're trying to bring value in a totally new way. Uh, Isaac preaches from the pulpit. Pulpit. I have a chiropractic office, and then here is just our combined effort to do something new do something different and continue to put some positive vibes out on the airwaves so here we sure. are
1: yeah our limited wisdom understanding worldview all that tagged up here in about an hour
0: Absolutely, Product. absolutely what, what's I, not fun and exciting about that right and i you know i tell people hey i'm starting a podcast we're starting a podcast and I'm like why why and i <laughs> Great question, honestly, for those who have asked that question. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, one, we want to be a voice of hope, Yeah. and we want to dig into people who have wisdom and value sure. to bring to the table. But two, and a partially more selfish reason is I'm excited what it's going to do for me as mm-hmm. well, just like personal, the personal development yeah. of us digging into deep talk at topics Definitely. on a regular basis with guests who have done things that we haven't. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to learn from them and be able to expose other people to, oh, I just, it's just such a valuable yeah. process. like
1: that idea of going deeper than you get most of the time. Yes. Like, that that place in the pool you don't go unless you go there on purpose. Yes. Makes me think about, like, when I was younger, we had a pool in Winterset, and uh, there was, like, there was the really deep part. Because they had one of those, like, slides that drops off and then you fall in the water. Mm and like you don't go there there's ropes there's places you know there's there's a structure in place to stop you from just entering in on your own and if you were going to go there like you had to you don't get there on accident you had to get there Mm. on purpose on purpose and that's what this is i think we're getting to the deep amen on purpose on purpose and here's something else i was just thinking about this isn't like another opinion session this isn't like that well this is what i think about what's going on here that i you know it's not all opinion like we want facts, facts. we want some truth yep we don't want the subjective correct fluff that's how you've said it before to no me fluff. is like no fluff zone right we want the real stuff for sure we yeah. want the meat
0: and if we disagree on something great I'm like let's hey, hash that out perfect yeah
1: i don't know how much that's going to happen right. but I, you want to be disagreeable today <laughs>
0: I suppose one of us could probably turn that on or off any given evening and play devil's advocate and, and go there. Right. You, you would do that. No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, never, no, you never, you never would. <laughs> yeah, you would. And yeah. Yeah, people will, and you appreciate it. And I love it every time. Yes. It's great. Yeah, it is great. So we're going to have a good time. Yeah. Good Re- topics. Weekly episodes. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes just you and me. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes with guests, which yeah. will be great for sure. And, uh, Someone who deserves a shout-out is Lindsay Woffin. No doubt. Is over here, not on camera. Eventually, you will see her in some format, but she is running the show behind the scenes on the computer. She made the logo intro that you saw. She Mm -hmm. threw down the beat for us. Integral part of all this. She should be noticed for her work. So thank you, Lindsay. Yeah, she's awesome. She's given us the deuces. but She's cool. She's cool. We like her. We like her. Yes. But topics today. Topics
1: today. Well... I think the best place to start is like, who are you? Here's this guy appearing on your computer screen today. That's right. You pulled up on YouTube or wherever you find this, or maybe you're just hearing his voice for the first time, graced by this wonderful voice of the man. And Mm -hmm. who is this guy? Who is this Dr.
0: Philip Heisterkamp? That's right. Well, I'm a doctor of chiropractic and uh, born and raised Jefferson, Iowa, did schooling elsewhere but i've come back as a as a young professional to open up a chiropractic practice right here and uh in town in my hometown my parents still live here my sisters two older sisters they live in des moines they all have kids i've got one kid right now and uh more on the way in the future but for right now just the one i've learned a ton through that process a just becoming a doctor b becoming a business owner c getting married and then uh relationships around me and it's i mean i'm learning every day yeah the moment you're not learning i mean you're losing right it's <sighs> correct you can't stand still in the in the river and not be moved with it or i mean if you're yeah. standing still everything else is moving around you right so for it's sure. like life never slows down if you're not learning then the world is like moving you by so yeah yeah this is i think this right here is an attempt to just stay up with the times press forward time. yep for sure and I love I love deep conversations, mm-hmm. and it's we've had countless yeah. where it's like mm, a lot of them. We should have recorded that; that would <laughs> yeah. have been good to listen to later. That's you know, true. so I think that's really the brainchild of this is is us going deep, mm. and then like mm, we yeah. should we should remember these.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. That like just started happening right away, and I don't know if that's like a personality thing with us, or maybe maybe it's like a call from God to make this thing happen, and He just. Right knew you and me needed to start talking and right. here we are for sure this time
0: later so y- yeah yeah deep conversations good we've we've been in this for i mean almost a year trying to mm-hmm. make this happen right. right and so yeah 2021 january 2021 here we go so that's i mean that's me in a nutshell but mr isaac
1: yeah who are you well uh i've, I've got a pretty pretty simple story myself i'm uh i'm a pastor and uh i was raised by
0: pastors mm
1: and uh you know i've always i've always wanted to do what i get to do and i i tell people all the time i feel like i've got the best job in the world i mean i just i love getting to work with people and just like pursue the truth and then bring that to people and and just like walk through life with people i'm uh i like people so it's a good it's a good thing for me to be doing it's a good thing, God's God's put me in to do. Um, my my history, like I grew up in a small town, a lot like Jefferson, uh, Winterset, Iowa, just south of Des Moines. So similar in a lot of ways. The People around here give me grief. They say it's basically like I'm in Missouri. You know, no shots fired at Missouri, but we we know we like Iowa. So Missouri, yeah. Right. So, anyways, I'm from further south in Iowa. Yeah, and uh, yeah, grew up in a small town. Uh, went through school pretty much. Uh, from a young age knew this is what I wanted to be doing didn't know where or how or what it exactly would look like of course all that had come later but uh, yeah pretty much have pursued this for the majority of my time on earth and um, uh, yeah I went to school Bible college and then also uh, Christian school to get um, like a, a business degree as well while I was down in Tulsa so I was in Tulsa Oklahoma for three years and um, Exposed to a lot of churches and ministries there. I uh, got some experience, got to do some other fun jobs, too. Met a lot of cool people. Um, and then came back up to Iowa. Spent a few years as a youth pastor at a at a church in another small town around here, Harlan, Iowa. Um, and then just uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, got the... Uh, well, God, God made a way, opened a door, and uh, now I'm here in Jefferson pastoring Abundant Life Ministries right and
0: loving every minute of it. Say, I... I don't know anyone as young as you. I mean you're twenty five. Mm-hmm. I'm twenty nine. Yep. I mean in our twenties. that's young compared to someone older than us. Sure. Or old compared to someone younger than us. Right. But I, I don't I don't know anyone who has as many stories as you do. Oh but man. have only been on the earth for twenty five years. Really? Yeah. See I feel like I don't have that many. Oh man, I just feel like you're always i don't know got something one or the other or some experience and it's like man one time i did this and one time i knew a guy and it's like when did you when did you do all this i
1: don't know you just take it in actually you know i mean this is kind of a good a good place to go i wanted to ask you a question yeah if we got to today and it seems like this is the right place for it i was going to ask you what you think about balancing an extreme life a life of living like active in in like i'm all in in this area i'm totally devoted, totally uh, pursuing, totally engaged in what I'm doing. Um, how how do you live that way but also be balanced? And I'm asking you that from like a health, you know, you're a doctor. Yeah. You take care of people physically. Mm-hmm. I'm sure living to uh, full engagement in so many things all the time would I imagine take a toll on the physical body and so I'm I kind of wanted to ask you pick your brain a little bit about balancing out a fully engaged like what some might call an extreme approach to life of whatever I'm doing I'm doing it all the way all the time so and and I guess the way I am the reason I ask you that is because you're asking how do I come up with all these little stories and things and I would tell you that I think part of it is, part of it is living a fully engaged life where like make the most of every day, most of every opportunity. And I don't always do it, but try to make the most of everything and get everything that is available in a day, you know, live, live out the day. Mm -hmm. What, what's the, what's the, it's like the Latin thing, conquer or
0: or seize the day. That's right. Carpe diem. Is that what it is? Seize the day. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So what is a non-fully engaged day look like? A non-fully
1: engaged right, well, I think right. it, it can look a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose it depends on what your options of engagement are that day. You know, what's available to you to do and what are you doing or not doing with it?
0: So I kind of imagine someone just like attached to a phone, just screen surfing mm, all day that's long. That's good. Yeah. Right.
1: Sure. Which that to me, I mean, could you be one thing mm-hmm. laying in bed all day. Right. Could Be another thing. Right. I mean, not caring, just, like, trying to get through or, like, make it to the weekend or doing something, like, mindlessly? What about, like, engagement that's, like, disattached from what's actually going on? Like, I'm here, I'm kind of doing it, but, like, I'm really just trying to get home and eat and go to sleep so that mm, I can get yeah. to Saturday and Just Sunday. coasting. Yeah, coasting, the rut.
0: Right. So Dan Gable uh, used to say, and I'm sure you can find this on the web somewhere, mm-hmm. but, and this is actually one of the core focuses of this podcast is about diving into the four, four chiefly common areas of life that all people must address Yeah. no matter what. Those four being your relationships, which means your self-relationship, relationship with others, and relationship with God or whomever mm-hmm. you are agreeing is out there above you as the superior creator intellect, of, and, correct. Yeah. Superior creator. That. So those three relationships with yourself, others, and above. Uh, that's area one. Area two being health. Area three being your resources, meaning time, energy, and money. Yeah, time is your only non-renewable resource. True. Once it's spent, it's never getting back. Right. Money you can get back. Yeah. Energy in a way you can get back to some degree. Right. Uh, but then the last area is is. We use four words to describe this idea, but your career, calling, or your pursuit or passion, right? Mm. So those four areas of life, relationships, resources, health, and your pursuits. Now, Dan Gable used to talk about people trying to put it as one, two, three, four, and organizing things, which is most important to you, Mm. which is a good habit. Like everyone should know your governing values. Yeah. The things in which you're going to make decisions off of in sure. a day, right? And that was one of the first exercises Dr. Erickson, chiropractic school, Northwestern Chiropractic College, set us down and said, what are your top five governing values? This was an assignment. Like, mm. I had to turn this in. I had mm. to decide, what am I going to make decisions off of throughout my day, right? Mm. And so if I want to be a chiropractor, I cannot be making decisions based off of me wanting to get through all the Lord of Rings movies in one day, <sighs> like... That has to become far down the list. Very low priority. Correct. (laughs) So we're talking about setting priorities. and So everyone has to decide your governing values, but Dan Gable says instead of organizing things one, two, three, four, five, and so on, he Mm -hmm. talks about everything is one, 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 one. Everything's a priority. Different things that deserve attention in a different fashion. Mm -hmm. So by giving one thing all your attention and neglecting another... Yeah. You're harming another area of your life mm-hmm. versus you have to prioritize everything with the exact amount of energy it needs to be at the level that you want it to be mm-hmm. and so I mean, when I think of a life engaged, that's exactly what I think of is is setting your standards mm-hmm. for how you want things to go in life, as yeah. so much as you can control because I'm not saying you can control everything right, right? You can't. but that's what we're talking about is the controllables, making sure that those stay at a standard, sure in each big area of your life and then working to meet those on a day to day, moment to moment basis. Mm. So it's when you talk about a fully engaged life, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking one, 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 one not one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, but Sure. You no. Know? Like how
1: do we approach every day and move forward in all of these areas of our life? Yes. Health relationships, yes. finances and calling, career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Moving forward. Makes me think about like mowing. I've got a big yard. I've got a lot of mowing that I have to do. And, um, you know, part of that process is, like, I've got this this tractor that I like to ride around on. And is it big have, and green? Is it a big green, know, green it's, tractor? It's, it's a, no, it's little and it's gray, but ah. I love it. And it's, like, 1950s, this just old, like, antique thing. And nice. I just feel so, like, agricultural when I get on it. I love it. So if you ever are driving on Highway 4 and you see some guy on the side of the road mowing the ditch with this old... Great tractor it's probably me anyways i'm thinking about mowing with this thing and uh there's like so much going on and to somebody who's not prepared and equipped with the um the knowledge maybe we could call it the wisdom of how to run this thing to get the job done to effectively mow the lawn it would be like not possible because like number one, you got to know how to drive a manual tractor that's got this like shifting lever down in the middle. You got to be watching and keeping it fueled and like know the signs of running low on that. You got to watch the, it's got a three point attachment. So it like raises and lowers, and then it's got a PTO that spins and it doesn't have like automatic controls because it's an old tractor. And Mm. so like you have to be paying really close attention or you're going to end up like running this thing into a tree because it doesn't stop right away when you go to stop because the PT. it's got this whole, Thing okay, okay, and so the person who is unequipped to run that is going to be overwhelmed because there's so much going on, and I feel like sometimes people get that way in life, they feel like there's so much going on. Like, I mean, we you're boiling them down to four, but I mean, even four seems like a lot for some people. True. Like, how am I going to do everything True. that I've got to do today? If I know I felt like that yep. before. Like, how am I going to get all this done today? Yep. Show up at the office. It's like the desk is piled up. And like, right. how, how am I going to get all my work done today? Let alone make time to develop relationships, like get to the gym, work out, make a good lunch. And like, I don't know, <laughs> not spend a bunch of money today. Right. <laughs> like, right. how am I going to get it all done? And it seems yeah. overwhelming because there's so much to run. And if you don't have the wisdom... The knowledge, the know-how to run it well, then you're going to end up like hitting a tree with your life. Right. And so I think what I love about like your heart for this podcast is it's about equipping people with wisdom to be successful at life, like to win at life. I think you wrote down on your little wheel there um, to like execute what you want to do. Like mow the lawn. Let's get it done. Right. Live it
0: out. For sure.
1: So there's a nice long analogy for
0: you (laughs) well i love the i love the analogy because as you're as you're walking us through like all the things to keep track of on this tractor like as long as you've got gas in the tank that is a fulfilled priority yeah until and then you can focus on working that shifter the way it Mm -hmm. should right but it's until that gas gauge becomes low then you need to shift your focus over there right right? so i'm definitely not saying keep your focus on four things all equally yeah but as things arise like oh yeah you, you cannot let them know, fail in integrity sure. right your your health you cannot chase your passion or your career yeah. to the point where your health is now taking a hit yeah and then now i, I, I can't work anymore and then yep. therefore now my relationships are being strained cuz other people are trying to take care of my health mm-hmm. and i don't have any money coming in and, and it affects everything right. right so it's that's one really good example and your tractor is like a really attainable way of looking at that is yep. when it's time to put gas in the tank do that yeah when it's time to avoid hitting the tree mm-hmm. do that
1: right it's, when it's-, it's like doing the right thing in the right moment exactly. to keep things moving the right yep. way because there's like times of transition even i'm thinking about mowing the mm. lawn when i gotta turn around like i gotta lift the mower deck up so that i don't scalp the neighbors ah, hay field. sure But like, I don't have to do that all the time. There's just moments where things are changing in life and it's like, hey, this is going to need all my attention in this moment. Like, I don't care what the gas is like right now. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I do, but I'm not going to be paying attention to that because I got to get this mower deck up at just the right time
0: and get it turned just right so that I don't ruin something. Yes. And I think wisdom is knowing when to Mm -hmm. do these things in advance. Yeah. Because sure. if you wait too long to lift the mower deck, I mean you're exactly you're scorching it. <laughs> you're right? already you're already in trouble. trouble. Correct. If you wait until all the red lights are going off on the it's, uh, it's it's too late, right? For sure. So wisdom is staying ahead of the game and keeping these things all floating so and thriving. So you don't sink. It, and they all oh man i'm thinking of Love like it. some scene from mad max or something where and <laughs> you've got like a bunch of vehicles going in one direction oh yeah and then when one derails and it crashes into the next and then it crashes into the next problems that's what this is right here so you've got to keep all four things going or else it's just destruction and fire and pain pain and turmoil and weeping yeah gnashing of teeth <laughs> yeah. in the outer darkness and oh yeah so we want to avoid all that we want to avoid all that yes how
1: many people today do you think are crashing
0: and burning in some area of their life um with all due respect mm. most mm. yes and i think one large area that that's happening in is health and i um, we were talking this morning No, we were we're we happen to be gym partners don't we yes, yes we do. monday wednesday friday 6 30 a.m Swim if you're looking mates. for one of us you'll find us at the rec center yeah Lifting weights, right? Accountability. And accountability. It's wonderful. Everyone needs it. True. You got to have it for sure. To take personal responsibility, you often need accountability from others to do that. Mm. Write that, that one down. Yeah. Quote it. That just it. came out of nowhere. So this, this is good. Anyway, it's what we're here for. We're talking this morning in the book you were reading about how over half of Americans are considered overweight mm. or obese on the BMI scale. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, this is not a hidden statistic right you can go to the mall and look around and more than half of the people are probably overweight right Mm. and so it's i think when we talk about health being one of these big categories this is one where america seems to be letting slide Yeah, and we talk about 45 percent of the people that will die this year will will die from direct correlation with cancer or heart disease Mm. which does not that's not health yeah both are processes that take a long time to arise it's not like Went to bed one night, woke up the next morning. Oh, I have cancer now. It's like, no, that's a right. metabolic dysfunction sure. that's been festering for years. Yeah. So, but it's like you've been running out of gas for a long, a long time. Yes. And then it's starting to affect other systems in your vehicle. And yeah, right. Now, I will leave Grace for there are some genetic sure. things that happen. Yeah. you may or may not be able to get ahead of right so i'm not dismissing that well and and i think there's the element of
1: like what you what you know like where you come from and unlearning habits and how difficult that can be on your own too yeah because like I, i think there has to be like it's it's not like making an excuse and saying like oh it's okay because you know this is my situation this is my history and you know this is why i am the way i am well you know, we yeah. all have a reason we are the way that we are we all have a reason that the things that are bad about us are the way that they are but like there has to also be like that compassion and they've got a history they've got a habit habits are tough mm-hmm. to overcome correct patterns yeah. behaviors that right. can be difficult to get past so yep. yeah there,
0: there has to be grace for that always yeah yeah always grace and mercy mm-hmm. love for sure yes sir which i mean grace Love and mercy will sometimes hold you to a higher standard. It's true. I was so just thinking that too. Yep.
1: Love is going to
0: be honest. It's not going to just make excuses and that's it. Right. It's going to. It's,
1: it's going to be kind.
0: It's going to call out what's better and, and
1: possible in right. you. It'll right. encourage you. Right. Uplift you. But it's going to be honest and realistic because yes. it doesn't help anybody to lie. It doesn't help your kid to tell them that they can put their hand on the stovetop and not get hurt by it right because they're going to end up
0: burnt Correct. and then they're going to be thinking why did this happen right right i mean maybe we could really work to find a lie that didn't burn anybody ever at all but it's like most times that's what it's going to do and
1: i mean yeah the pattern of lying is uh, always going to end badly that's a mean, great way you to could put it. maybe like get away with some little ones for a little sure. while but sure. like at the end of the day like right. it's always going to end up bad right on the, the path of sin leads to destruction it does i'm just saying so anyways yeah you know health that's one i i mean i agree with you the stats i've read i'm sure you've got studies or stats or sure. observations you could make about that yeah uh, what do you think about the others i mean you you get to meet a lot of people you get to talk to a lot of people you got any assessment
0: of how we're doing so mm. One, the number one reason, if I had to put my finger on one reason why people come to see me in my chiropractic office is mm-hmm. because they're overstressed. Mm. And uh, one very large reason people are overstressed is because they have a one or multiple relationships straining on them. Shoot. Yeah. Relationships being, to sum it up, is myself, my personal relationship, mm-hmm. relationship with others, and relationships with your creator. Yeah, And, I mean... That's that's a, that's a big one. Sure. That's a big one.
1: You know, uh, so another stat's actually from that same book, and if anybody reading is interested, it is a spiritual text. It's like biblical nature material, sure. but it's by Rick Renner. It's called The Last Day's Survival Guide. It's like a 500-page book, and it's all about 2 Timothy 3 where he goes through, you know, what, Paul wrote to Timothy inspired by the Holy spirit about what was going to happen in the last days. Give you another one uh, that, that I was reading about the other day. He talks about, I think it was the word unloving that's listed in there. And he talks about how that's not just like people are going to be mean to each other. It's like the self love and unloving towards others. What it's really about is a lack of relational depth mm. toward other people. Mm. He says, the first way we're going to see that is by a spike in divorce rate which is present in america today like the breakdown of the nuclear family which has been going on since like the 70s very present in america um i don't have the stat maybe i don't know if Lindsay could like look it up on the computer and then like tell us but it's higher than it has been in the past and seems increasingly poor that that and you know once again just like with the health thing i mean this isn't like colin fire brimstone and condemnation or in anybody who's experienced something like this. There's a lot of reasons why people end up in the positions that they do. And, you know, there's grace, mercy, forgiveness, healing, redemption from all that. Go to church because you're going to hear a wonderful message about that if you are getting preached the gospel. Um, but I, I think, you know, this is something that is a result of lack of depth in relationships. And relational depth is going to allow you to get through things when they're difficult. You know, we were talking recently, you and I, about like your character. It shows up when things are not easy. Like who you really are comes out when like it's required of you to to mm. not put on a front and not put on what you think you should be. But like you're just responding out of what's really in there, like you know, how I'm reacting, what, what I'm saying, what I'm doing. It's not like I'm carefully calculating out who I'm going to be toward you. It's like, I'm in a, I'm in a position of, you know, I'm just trying to get through the day. I'm like, I, I got to just do something. I don't have time to figure it out. So I'm this is how I respond. Like, that's where we really find out who we are or when no one's watching Right, is another place. Right. Like, what do you do when no one's around? What do you say how do you act toward other people when you don't think there's going to be any repercussions how do you talk about people when you're not in the room with them i mean there's a lot of things we could you know go to to talk about real character but i think you know someone who's got relational depth like they're going to um they're going to be able to endure the times of difficulty in relationships yes they're going to be able to endure strain and so when you don't have that which you know the word in second timothy talks about like unloving or you know, self-loving. It's like this self-absorption that I'm so concerned about myself that I don't really care the, about the people around me. And I don't really care if uh, if my wife is satisfied in our relationship. I don't really care if my kids are getting what they need from me. I'm just trying to take care of myself. I don't really care if my friends, you know, feel like I'm connected to them or I care about them or I have any involvement or attachment in their life at all. Like I'm just doing my own thing. I'm living my best life. And whether you're in it or not, you know, if if you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Right. It's that kind of mentality. Yeah. And so like, it's expressing itself in marital relationships for sure. But like, yeah. I just tell you, like, I think even with friendships, like, I don't think it's easy to make deep connections with people today. Sure. And I think it takes a really intentional effort on both parties.
0: Why do you think, why do you think that, why is there a difficulty in reaching that depth like um, relational depth yes between um, friend to friend let alone yeah marriage or intimate relationships sure just friend relationship why is that harder nowadays well
1: you know i th- i think a lot of it is it's about standards i think it's about what we believe to be morally right yeah and i think probably more in America at least than from what I've read about our history has been at another time. Like people are just okay with not caring about other people. People are okay with not loving each other. Sure. So I I think that's really at the heart of it is like, I just, it's acceptable to not love someone else. There might be like a faux presence of that in some like uh, groups or factions or movements or, you know, parties or things like. I mean, they might want to say, "Well, oh, we we need to love, we need to accept, and we need to do this." You know, with everybody. I mean, that's like something that I feel like people that want to control people they like make a big point of this is what we need to do. But then, like, look at the look at the results. I mean, do we actually like tolerate anybody that thinks differently than us? Most people don't. And it's like, dude, I don't even go on like social media more than a couple times a week it's because. Painful. Yeah. It's like yeah. just everybody yelling at each other. It's hard. It is mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And I think even the the widespread acceptance of that probably lends to it as well. Like that's how I mean, people are just being themselves online, right. which is a scary and horrible thing to think about. Because yeah. like you go online, it's horrible there. Yeah, And that's just people showing off who they really are. So yeah, you could see them in the store and they might seem pleasant, but I mean... That's why employers go and look at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram accounts because they find out who the people really are. There, right. it's like that, the the unfiltered
0: in a bad way. Right, you can't put on a front. No, it's much harder to put on a front, or it's easier to put on a front when you're in person. Like I can make almost you it think is, yeah. Whatever I want. That's I'm like kind of the after. expectation. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. is like we're gonna be nice in person, but right. we're gonna rip each other apart on
0: the internet. Right
1: because there's no repercussions you can't punch me in the face on the internet so i can be as nasty as i want right it's a horrible thing and yeah i think relationship depth has suffered greatly because of that
0: well and there's a there was do you remember the big movement on like random acts of kindness yeah i do And you'd see those videos of people would make videos and it's like yeah i'm gonna pay for everyone's coffee in line behind me right and then you hear people honking and waving and all that (sighs) stuff and you know there's a big movement about love. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, someone came into my office with a sweatshirt and I thought, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like it just said, love more. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the brand they were wearing. It's just spreading the message of love. But when you have to say something, that means at some point it became not obvious that that's Mm -hmm. what you should do. Right. So at some point it's just like, Oh yeah, it's good to be kind. It's good to be loving. Like always good (laughs) reminders. Yeah, Like why do you have to remind people of that? (laughs) Right. Isn't that just innately known? Like when you're, to treat somebody you like, you should treat them well with kindness and with love, right? But then all of a sudden it's, you know, if I don't know you, um, if you're not part of my inner circle, yeah. then, well, you don't deserve my respect. Well, I think that comes back to, like, one of the big questions that a lot of people ask,
1: and that's, is humanity good, you know, like, oh, objectively good or not? Because if it is, then yes, then the answer is yes. Everybody should have that within them to just love i mean if we're made good then
0: if we're made good then why is there anything bad happening which i have a 10 month old kid Mm -hmm. you know and (laughs) she doesn't share selfish right you know and And it's okay because she's a baby correct and everyone loves her and she's super cute and she's the best for sure and she's awesome when she crawls towards you and she says hey pick me up she's the best amazing feeling but there's it's the terrible twos for a reason Mm -hmm. right like
1: because that selfishness Correct. expresses in a bigger way.
0: So it's one way of looking at it. Now, I, I'm not a psychologist or a, mm-hmm. no. I would like to say I'm a philosopher, but <laughs> a philosopher. Uh, yes, exactly. It's, it's, if we, humanity was naturally good, yeah. then we would be naturally good. Right. But it seems to be, there are trends where it's like, mm, you have to learn how to treat people well. Yeah. Or if you let somebody go unparented, mm-hmm. you know, Teachers and other parents—they correct. You have a monster because they do whatever they want, and yeah. they nature versus nurture. Whatever you say, there yeah. are multiple reasons. But this kid has learned to do. It's the full manifestation of selfishness, self-love. Until you learn how to put that down, lust. Until you, <laughs> until you choose to subdue that and bind it mm-hmm. within you, so that you can operate in a in a place of yeah betterness. You know, yeah. Which my favorite marriage book. It, I think everyone. Should read this book. It's called *The Meaning of Marriage* okay. by Tim Keller. All right, the what, what? I'm I'm about to get married this year. So what's that again? <laughs> <laughs> Tim Keller, *Meaning of Marriage*, the mom book, *Meaning of Marriage*. Okay. It has nothing to do about moms. That's just oh. the nickname. That's what we call it. M O M, *Meaning of Marriage*. Tim Keller is great. Your fiance is great, by the way. Hey, thanks. Call I like, her little I tea like her. Little T. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Call her T. Sure. pod sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the main moral of that book was Uh, a key to a healthy marriage is co-submission which was revelatory to me like majorly blew my doors off sort of a thing because it's like the like what we're talking about innately you would think it's wiser to fend for yourself Mm. and to worry about yourself and once i'm okay then i can put attention to other people sure put my own oxygen mask on first then i can help someone else it's it's logical and that principle should be applied if i mean
1: if you don't believe in anything beyond us then like why wouldn't your top priority be to take care of you
0: excellent point there
1: so just yeah
0: you can keep keep going well right we're we're going to the same place for sure you know because the whole principle of co-submission was if i put you first and you're putting me first Mm. together two people working for each other's best interest is stronger than either one of us would be trying to work for our own interest first and then and then working, worrying about the other person, mm. you know, cause I'm, I'm always working for me and you're working for me and you're always working for you and I'm always working for you. It's like, you've got double energy yeah. going and it because it exponentially grows. It's just, it's kind of the theory in the book too, is it doesn't take away from your own efforts to take care of yourself and to mm. be a good person and to grow True. as a person, right? It, you, you grow together and actually more Yeah, when, when you're focusing on each other instead of just yourself first and only. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. It it makes me think and you'll know, give the disclaimer that I'm not married and I haven't put this into practice for a bunch of years. I'm excited
0: to try it out. Amen.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. but but uh yeah, for sure soon, but like in Ephesians, I mean the word talks about, you know, wives submit yourselves to your husbands and husbands love your wives and um, I was listening to a minister one time, and I think it was on a it was on another podcast. It was by Paul Lewis Cole. It's called Brave Men, and I don't remember what the guest was, but he was like a marriage author, and he was talking about the languages that men and women speak. And he was what what he was saying is like, really, men and women, at the end of the day, like they need the same thing. They just They receive it and express it in a different language. And so, like that scripture in Ephesians that talks about, you know, wives submit to your husbands or give your husband respect is another way that that's commonly translated and read. And husbands love your wives. Um, Really, it's about submission, would be a word for it, preference would be a word for it um love even though it is a word specifically mentioned you know husbands love your wives and we don't get that exact same word for wives love your husbands really it's it's a result of you know we want to we want to do what the other person needs it's giving what's needed by the other person and the language thing the way this guy was talking about it i wish i remembered his name he was saying you know like just think about for the most part, what touches the heart of men's and what touches the heart of women. Think about what movies like your wife wants to watch versus Mm. what you want to watch. I don't know. I kind of know what you're into for movies. I like war movies and like, dude, I could watch every romantic film on Netflix and like not even be phased, like wouldn't do a thing. But like you sit me down and let me watch like 10 guys go through hell on earth together and like die for each other and have such like a, an honor and a respect like that kind of love for one another. I mean, like I might cry like Ooh. that, that might bring me to tears. Ooh. So that's like something that that touches me, that moves me. That's like, okay, that's something in my heart that is, is like, that's, that's love. It's okay. Me. And, and it's this honor. It's this respect for each other play like women i mean and i'm not trying to put people into like broad categories but usually i mean they're called like chick flicks for a reason right yes they are my dad he tells a story about how he went to like this this girl movie at valentine's one time and he said he was the only guy in the theater
0: oh man <laughs>
1: he walked in and he looked around and he's like yep this yep. is pretty much what i would expect maybe so, that was the only man the only real man the only there. real man secure enough to he was a man loving his wife Whoa. he he didn't go because he wanted to i can tell you that sure. did he enjoy his time do you know did he, uh, did he say no, left it. i don't i don't know i don't think he cried i can tell you that much oh. <laughs> so so the idea though is like you know men and women like kind of like receive love in a different way sometimes maybe not all the For time sure. but yep. um really i think it's just about it comes down to loving each other and um you know i think women they they sometimes and i don't know everything about women but i think they want to receive love in a different way than maybe guys do and so he was talking about like we need to speak the other person's language Mm -hmm. when we're trying to love them we need to like get outside of what we know what we're comfortable with there's that book like the five love languages right and that's kind of the same idea like not so much categorized like men and women it's like acts of service words of affirmation um physical touch Mm -hmm. um quality time and i forget the fifth one right now if i thought i could probably figure it out but anyways there's all these different ways he says and and it's like you know don't just give love the way you receive love make sure you're like loving the same way that yeah so i think in a similar way it's just the understanding that like you know what my wife or for me like what my fiance needs i mean she doesn't need me to like you know show her how much i honor her and think she's you know just got it all together and I'm no she wants to know that she's cared for and um valued and treasured and all of that kind of thing mm-hmm. so sure. it's just a different yeah. different language and I think sure. even that getting outside of speaking my own love language that is part of love because if I refuse to talk in someone else's language then I'm just doing what's best for me
0: and the word that sticks out to me is when you said preference yeah, earlier preference. is showing them preference and i mean you it's almost not possible to love someone yeah. the way you prefer sure I mean, that's not like true sometimes it works
1: out that way sure but not always
0: if you're like matched that way
1: yeah i'd probably say it like this love is doing what's best for someone else and lust is doing what's best for you
0: yeah so Crazy. lust is a hot word it's like an ugly word yeah it's like no one wants to no one says oh man i so much lust today it was great like that's not (laughs) no no they don't say that so when you combine lust with doing with defining it as Mm -hmm. doing what's best for you only yeah i mean
1: selfish yeah selfish version of love for sure and love is the selfless version of love
0: which a lot of society runs on you doing what's best for you
1: yeah yeah that's and i would make the case that that's because society and people in general uh don't don't come out of the womb good
0: so it's our relationship topic. Yeah. The moral of the story is, is when you put yourself second or when you focus on others that you care about most first, generally that relationship has a chance to flourish. Mm-hmm. You're providing opportunity for it to grow. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I mean, that's totally something
0: that comes from the word and from a you know Christian Judeo
1: yes. worldview because... Yeah that's what jesus taught that sure. you'll know you'll know my disciples by their love mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. talked about how the greatest in his kingdom would be the one who serves and so service is totally a form of love because it's choosing to do what's better for someone else willingly
0: rather than what's good for me so that's what he did we're gonna go deep on that for sure
1: right now we go well no right. on, on, another on, time on future yeah on that future sounds
0: good. i mean we're moving through two, our our four topics here we've talked about hey, that's great and, man let's just yeah, keep plugging I, away Health, and when that derails, how it can affect all of the other areas of yeah. relationships, man, what a big mm-hmm. topic. And I would really call, I mean, I think you're a relational expert to a degree. Mm. I mean, just as you're leading a a church, and all you do is relate to people all it's day long. A lot of relationships. Yeah, yep. and, and find ways to love on them and dig into what they need and how you can help them the most, you know? Mm. And so, like, and that's kind of the key of our podcast, is bringing on people who are quote-unquote experts in one of these areas. Yeah figuring out what they know that's unknown to the masses. Yeah. But then also dig into, you know, the other areas that maybe that expert in one area is, is learning. Mm, in. sure. You know? And so like, if I'm a, if I'm a health expert, which I'd like to call myself that I am like, I'm, I'm yeah. in deep in that category. For right. Sure. So I need to learn a little more about how to use my resources, for example, mm. which really means time, energy, money and learning financial habits. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, you obviously like money doesn't grow on trees, right? Right. So on a, on a resource topic, when you start thinking about time, money, and energy, what comes to mind about how you should spend that and how you shouldn't let it derail you?
1: Hmm. How you should spend and how you shouldn't let it derail you. Well, one of the first things that comes to my mind talking about like what you should do and what you shouldn't allow to like take you off course is um, really just the way we view like finance, well, finances specifically, but I think even time, I think those are those are things we have to look at, like like a resource and like a tool, and not not like. See, I just can't stop getting spiritual and biblical, but like you can't, it's it's we, ingrained in you. We huh? can't we can't like make it our god. We can't make it the Money. thing that we're serving sure. or like living for. You know, I think that's where people get way off. Is is like I'm living for uh-huh. that. And, you know, if I don't have enough of it, then my life can't be, like, worth living. Um, if I'm not satisfied with uh, the amount I've got now, I mean, you're always going to be pursuing. Like, you're never going to get fulfillment if you're looking at a resource like, um, you know, like your purpose. If a resource is your purpose, you're you're never going to be fulfilled because you're always going to be just trying to accumulate more and more and more right. of that resource. Right. And so, like, that has no end. Right the other thing i'd say about that is like resources are tools the way i look at it i mean i've got a pile of wood in my house and it's for building stuff when i need wood to build stuff i mean it's there i know it's there but i mean i don't even think about it every day i don't obsess over my wood pile and honestly the way i look at it is like if i run out i can always go get some more time is something that, like you said earlier, is, is a little bit different in that it is, we we have only got so much while we're here. Right. Right. I mean, our time, at least from my perspective in this world is limited. I believe there is eternal life after that. And so that would be kind of a a different conversation, but for here and now from the time I take my first breath to the time they put me in a box, I only have so much. Right. And so, um, even there, like, I don't think we can obsess about that either because the time time we spend obsessing about it is just time wasted, time yeah, lost. So it's right. like, let's just recognize that I've got it and I'll use it the way I need to. Um, I would probably, I don't know, I, I like your four thing format, but I almost think time could like be kind of in its own subcategory away from the other stuff because it is it is kind of classified differently. The other things like yeah. energy, you know, money, my lumber pile at the house you know the tools that i've got in my shed um even like information knowledge things like that i mean it's always stuff like if i don't have what i need i can go get more of it sure like if if i get tired i mean i can drink a red bull or a pot of coffee or i could take a nap Right. There's a lot of ways to get more energy, right? A lot of ways to get more money. I mean, I can get a part-time job. I can get a different job. I can sell some stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to accumulate more resources if you need the resources. But I think part of the accurate approach to resources is, uh, recognizing like they're supposed to be used for a greater purpose and a greater goal. If my whole life is just accumulating resources, then I'm in survival mode and I'm like basically living like, uh, Oh, I don't know. What am I trying to say here? Like a, a like a barbaric style mm-hmm. of life, sure. Because that's all their focus was. Is like let's just get what we need to survive. Yeah. And I mean, I'm grateful that we're in a time where we've pretty much got everything we need to survive around us all the time. Indeed. And we've all got pretty easy access to that Indeed. at every point. Yeah. So it's like we could almost, I think it'd be wise if people got a little bit outside, outside of this obsession about resources and started focusing on what you just drew an arrow to, which is calling pursuit, uh, purpose, career, the pursuit, the thing, your goal, what you're going after with life. Um, You know, a couple other things I would say about resources. I think one of the best ways to keep that, that category in a right spot in your life is to give it away that's a good way to make sure it's not ruling over you. Is like, Hey, I can, I can give some of this up and it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill me. It's not gonna hurt, hurt bad in a way where I'm like going to die because I gave, Um, you know, I could go into biblical principles about sowing and reaping and how giving will lead to increase and all those kinds of good things. But you can look up ALM abundant life ministries on Facebook. If you want to hear that, Head to the 45-minute mark. plug. Yeah, good yep. little plug there. Hope that's okay.
0: Well, see, here I think you're doing a really good job of describing how like, when one of these things takes priority totally over another mm, is sure. when it starts to skew another yeah, area, you. right? And so your resources and your money, when money or your career becomes a focus, I mean, that and you're hungry for it and you spend mm-hmm. all your time on it, then it's like the other start to derail yeah. versus like health relationships. It's more about when you lose it, Yeah, that becomes the issue. So it's kind of a different complex there too. Which yeah, it
1: works a different way than, mm-hmm. well, they all kind of work in a different way a little they bit. They do, but,
0: which is, I mean, why yeah. I think it's, the concept is so cool.
1: It's sure. Mm-hmm. The word I would give for resources like manage it.
0: It requires management, it requires, it requires yeah, management for sure. Time we, requires management. We have a buddy who just bought a plot of land, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this blew my mind. I can't wait for him to come on the podcast. Uh, yeah, he knows who he is too. And, um, I think I know who it is. With a kid on the way, so
1: are we eating some meat with this guy? I mean, I hope some time so. later maybe. Okay, yeah, I know, who, soon, who, I know but, who you're uh, talking about. Yeah, good guy. So
0: yes, but it's he bought this plot of land and he's figured out ways to make money off the land that mm-hmm. I didn't even. Yeah, never even fathomed. It's like, oh wow, what are you gonna do with it? I mean, you have all this space now yep. to do whatever you want. But it's like, no, well, we can grow alfalfa, and we can yeah. we can sell that for like a good year's income. Yep. Just by doing that, let alone, I mean, now we have opportunity to. Oh, and he had X, Y, and Z. He yeah. Had, it's just he managed a resource and he made it work for him. Right. Which I think is one of the the getting your time to work for you mm. when you have a day beautifully scheduled out and you know like the things that you want to prioritize have a time slot in your day versus just winging it and trying to fit it in every day you know like our workouts are as scheduled yeah you know and so we have strong bodies our bodies are capable of things that later we will have the ability to do with those bodies Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't be able to do if we didn't allot the time for our health and strength right and so it's investment I get really hyped up talking about this for sure. Just on how you how you schedule, invest your time yeah. into the things you want to prioritize, and then you work the system after yep. that. Once your schedule is set, all right. you got to do is plug and play on some of those things, right? And yep. we have another buddy who another mutual buddy who does a lot of finance work. Mm-hmm. He also knows who he is, and he'll be on one day. And he's able to get into a software and create settings mm-hmm. so that trades will make themselves. Yeah on their own when certain criteria is met and so he can literally go to i mean there's a pro and a con to this you got to be good i wouldn't recommend this i wouldn't just say open up an e-trade and go on this but it's one way of you know making a side pot of money is yeah. trading my dad the financial planner i mean mm-hmm. he has better he has other ideas too <laughs> we've there's some good ideas to make money out there right. to help a lot of ways money. To invest correct to manage your money so that your money makes more for you mm-hmm. and it exponentially grows so it's money is good like that but he can set settings on this program go to sleep one day and watch it multiply in the morning yeah which is a a really amazing thing and so when we talk about resources it's about setting it so that it compounds and you get what you want out of it and not letting them consume you like the way the love of money money itself is not evil the love of money is evil right True, true and prioritizing that above other, every other thing that's when it can derail you yeah
1: it's true i yeah just while you were talking about that i mean this would be kind of a side thing and i don't know how much time to spend here but i was just thinking about the question how do you choose uh where to invest how do you choose where to invest financially or, or time or I mean, what's the criteria for you in, in whatever area you want to talk about that you recognize
0: a good investment or you are aware of a bad one? This is, I think, an excellent segue into kind of the wheel mm-hmm. that we talk about. Which I mean, on the on the camera, we'll release a document here, but it incorporates the four areas, which is what you do. Mm-hmm. What you do is you have relationships. You you build your health you manage resources, you have your pursuits, how you do it, how you execute it is a different thing. Yeah. But then at the core of how you do something is your identity, and that's really why you do something, mm. right? So your question is, is about. How, some, how do you choose your investment? I mean, I think knowing who you are mm. segues into how you choose your investment. Yeah. And then, and here we go again. We'll go for another hour on the topic of identity. And I think this is at the heart of the podcast is because it's very hard to be functional in all these areas when you have a lack of identity of who you are, when you haven't, when you don't know what your priorities are, when you don't know what your values are, then it's kind of like you wander for a while until you get a, a strong jet stream to get into, you know? And so over time, like... I'll use Lindsay as an example, I think, is because I think you found a a passion for graphic design over lots of other areas, right? Like you played volleyball, you're a big volleyball fan, right? But you don't necessarily play volleyball anymore. So you've you've picked design over volleyball, right? Because that's what makes you tick. That's what gets you excited, right? And so, I mean, I don't necessarily know of a process she nodded her head at all of those, by the way, for the sake of the podcast. She said yes. She, said yes. Yes. she was in agreement with those categories. And I can't wait to dig into more into your story as well mm-hmm. how you got to where you are. But um, I don't know of any process that's out there right now that helps you like discover who you are necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do identity tests, but it's just like through life experience, you mm-hmm. kind of learn things that make you tick, things that get you excited, things that get you passionate. I mean... I was passionate about health. Mm-hmm. You're passionate about the word of God, yeah. right? And so then you found a career that helps you do your passion. So then now, like, you can go to work and invest your time and your energy into your passion that makes you tick the most, yeah. you know? And so I think finding that, discovering that is, you know, something that everyone should do, which, I mean, no one has to have that figured out by a certain age. Right. How many times, what's the statistic, statistic is college, students change their major like it's four or seven times it's a lot, you know. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so it I think it's obvious by the time you're college age, eighteen to twenty one, mm-hmm. you don't have it figured out yet. <laughs> but college is kind of the time to figure it out or that age. Sure. You know, very rarely do people have it figured out before. But, you know, I wish there was something universal that would help people discover this is who I am. This is what I want to make decisions based off of. And then you can kind of plan your life off of that. Yeah.
1: We've talked about that a little bit before and I think what it comes down to is really just belief. I mean, you got to you got to have something you believe in order to know who you are because until you know, you were just preaching this the other night you shared at one of our uh, men's meetings at church and the guy is fantastic. So I hope you all get Stop. a chance to hear him preach sometime. He's, a, he's awesome. But, uh, you were sharing about like questions that people have and you went to Colossians, um, one versus like 15 or was it like 13 yep. through 18. Okay. Yep. And, uh, you answered it, looked to the word to answer some of those questions. I love that she did that, but, um, I did not write them down the other day, but it was like, who were we made by what were we made for like i don't know if belonging was one of them like where do we belong
0: yeah um, yeah you're spot on i don't remember what the fourth well, one was if you we not. could yeah origin right. purpose morality oh, and destiny, destiny right correct. yeah where yep. you go afterward correct right how'd you get here where are you going yep. what are you supposed to do while you're here and how are you supposed to do it how do right. you differentiate good versus bad i like the way you phrase that you took that from ravi
1: zacharias I right Did yeah. yes great man yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome well I think you have to be able to answer those before you can know who you are. Agreed. Because without that, I mean, you're just, you're latching onto someone else's ideas. Agreed. And that can be good or bad. Yeah. But until you get an identity, and that's really what identity, I think what identity is, is belief. And, And I mean, I don't have a ton to like extrapolate about that, but I think, I think identity is belief because identity is about, this is who I am, this is what I am, this is what I stand for, this is why I'm here, this is what the end of this all is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And I think all of that is wrapped up in those questions we ask and and what you believe about them because if you believe that we're just all here by chance from like cells and monkeys and stuff like that, then, well, you're probably going to have a different outlook on what is right and wrong, on, um, you know, your time here, you're going to view it differently if you don't view it with, right. like, an eternal right. destiny in mind. Um, it just it's a lot
0: easier to be selfish when you don't have eternity in mind. Unloving. Or when, yep. When you believe, like, we came from monkeys or sure. something of the sort, or rather just dust. With there's If sure. there was no purpose to my life, mm-hmm. no, like, purpose given to me just yeah. as I entered into this life. You I'm know? just here
1: to figure it out for myself.
0: Yeah. You... I think passion goes way down. Yeah. I think love goes way down. I think kindness goes way down. Depression goes and way up. People would probably argue with us on that, and I would welcome that argument. Yeah, not, too, not to argue, but to learn. To discuss. Because I, it's no. We've leaked enough information now, like we both are Christians. You know? I mean, I'm a
1: pastor, so... You're like, a pastor. <laughs> you're <laughs> you a pastor know. at a Christian church. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you, you believe in the Bible and what Jesus Christ did. And, it, I mean, we can go... We'll probably have podcasts on this very topic, but like no one disputes that Jesus Christ lived and walked on this. He was a man who lived, you know? Yes. And so And he died on a cross. He died on a cross. And part of what forms our identity is looking at Jesus and assessing what he said, because this was a man who said he was God. Right. Which either makes him a liar, a lunatic, or he's actually Lord, right? Which is a concept from a book.
1: There's only so many options.
0: There's only so many options too. And so we've accepted him as Lord, and therefore that forms The big four questions that creates our worldview: origin, purpose, morality, Mm -hmm. and destiny. We find in Him. So if you're not doing that from the Bible or from Jesus, who am I? I'm not the judge. I'm not to say the one that you are. You should or should not do that. But you have to answer these four questions, or else you're just kind of wandering. Right. It's true.
1: Or you're following someone
0: else. Following someone else's coattails. Yes, for sure. Just just believe in whatever they them. Correct. Yeah. Just never works out. Yeah for sure because the world I mean, doesn't need another one of them well and then by ex- <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: you're going to be the worst version the, there the go. b team version of them no shots at anyone on a b team but yeah like the lesser version of who they Correct. are so yeah. just be, you, be yourself
0: and you have your own passions right. and your own pursuits that are in there it's just they have to be drawn out at, yeah. th- at times and boy i hope we can do that for people and with people on yeah, this podcast so uh
1: Yeah, and I think that ties into like the question that led us there of like, how do you choose your investment? It's like, well, if I know why I'm here and what I'm about and where I belong, like that gives me a framework of how to how to decide if this fits or if it doesn't fit. Yeah, that'd be the way I'd look at it. Like, you know, this thing that I'm considered doing with my time does that fit or does not that not fit? Sure. You know, I have to do that all the time because like I I have ideas, I have things like both for ministry and calling, but like also just personally, I mean, there's stuff that like, you know, I'll see someone else doing this or I'll watch a YouTube video and I'll be like, oh man, that looks cool. I could do that. I could, I could be the best at that. I mean, I could make this thing work and this is how I could do it. But it's like, at the end of the day, I have to look at the investment and I have to determine, does that fit into my identity? Who I believe God's made me to be, why he's put me here and, and what, you know, I'm about, is that fitted or doesn't it? Like yep. I was just telling you the other day about like, you know, I've been looking into like the whole microgreen and organic I'm growing stuff mm-hmm. at my house. Mm-hmm. But like, I've also told you like, there's, there's more stuff I would like to do than I have time to do. Like just in the ministry sphere too. So it's like, Can I really take on this whole other thing? No, I can't, and I know that I can't. I don't have the time available to invest in. Uh, And here's the difficult thing: sometimes we have one resource to invest, but we lack the other one, and Mm. we have to be real enough with ourselves to say that. Sure. Because, like, I've got—I mean, I've got the financial resources to start it up and make it happen. I don't have the time to put into it. Don't have the energy to put into it, like on a on a consistent basis to get it done. Yeah, and here's another little fun thing. I think sometimes we can make up for a lack of one resource with another resource. Like I could in theory, make up for the lack of time or energy that I have for it with more money by hiring someone else yeah. to do it for me. Yeah. But that kind of, then you got to start weighing out. How does that affect the, the investment? Because if, if I am trading off more money, to make this thing happen then what i'm doing is reducing the net money that this investment is going to gain me and so then it's like is it really worth all the effort and work right and so then you know i mean we look for other ways that maybe it can happen and you know maybe there are some but uh yeah i think when we know who we are we can take any question of investment and put it into the framework of our identity and it becomes very clear very quickly of if it fits our life or if it does not yes
0: and it and that was exact same criteria in an, in an area where you invest your time. Mm-hmm. I think I mean you know what provided fruit and what didn't yep. when you you know the hour that you spent through Facebook and your brain feels like it's melting <laughs> versus toes. Right. When you when you have a fantastic relational phone call with someone or I mean you work on a
1: when I watched through the whole office another time.
0: Right. At at some point the donut i ate (laughs) at some point maturity and growth takes you away from this point where you don't crave some of those things that you know are not investing back into you it's a good thing you crave things that are invest back Mm -hmm. into your life like a a personal relationship or a workout or the the good food and all that and 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 if you don't get to that point i mean there are repercussions to that Mm -hmm. And I think we both see it, both in a spiritual sense, in For a relational sure. sense, and in a health sense. Yep. It's like, and in a resource. I mean, every area, I, I boil,
1: it, I will boil it down to this. And we've talked about it before: consumption versus productivity. Oh, mm-hmm. That's where it goes. Mm-hmm. Because everything I am doing, everything is being productive, or it's eating, it's taking, it's getting rid of something that I have in a wasteful way. Because I think even like. I mean we talk about consumption like i eat food but there's some food that like produces something good and then there's the food that produces something bad and i mean you've talked you've you've coached me in some huh. of that right on. Which i'm grateful for sure you got it man most of the time and uh, i think in every area i mean we could take it there it's like well this is either doing something good and being productive and fruitful or it is like stealing my energy or my time or my money Usually those are the three or it's stealing from my relationship. Yeah. There's one for like Facebook. Dude. Yeah. And I'm not like just out to
0: write on Facebook. On, yeah. I mean, I did delete it off
1: my phone last month. It's been great.
0: Highly recommend that. Because that was not a good useful investment of your time. Oh, no, and, and so it was it just distract. like just having it there was like distracting. Consuming your yeah, time, yeah. your energy, which I mean ultimately well, means your money and your resources. And relationships, man. Oh like, you're right.
1: I think that lends to the lack of love that we have today, and the like depth of relationships that we have today. Because like we can be so surfacey, and it's like, oh, you know, this this friend isn't making me feel good right now, so I'll just go talk to somebody on Facebook. My spouse isn't making me feel good today, so I'll just go find an escape. I'll go find avoidance. Well, dude, there's a. I don't. I I can't quote the stat for you. You could look it up if you want, but there's a like a a high surprisingly high percentage of um like divorces that start on facebook because like someone connects with a past relationship and then it's like they fill a void in their present relationship with this other one and then it's like just this i mean it's dysfunctional yeah but like there you go it that's that's a consumption thing because what you're doing is like I suppose in some language you could say I'm producing like a new relationship but really what you're doing is like destroying the one that you already have and so I even think like on a less extreme level I mean I think about the time I spend with people and when when my like go-to when I feel like uncomfortable or like, you know, we're at a, we're at like a dead spot in the conversation or the hangout. I just whip out my phone and pull up Facebook and start surfing. Like I've totally just detached myself from that, that time that I could be investing and producing in those relationships. And I've withdrawn myself to something that, I mean, how much productive, like relational building has happened on Facebook. I can tell you for me, almost none. I mean, I I can think of maybe a couple conversations which happened in like Messenger. So it's not even like it was out on the walls like commenting on posts. Like, yeah, sure, you think that's like the thing that you're going to build a friendship on. Uh, Maybe some people do it. I, I can't. I'm not good like that, I guess. But I think people just, dude, they waste time. They waste opportunities to build relationships, to love each other, and not just in like a fruity, fluffy love kind of way but like i'm gonna act in a way that prefers you i'm gonna act in a way that lets you know that you're valued and i care about you and you know i'm with you from like man to man like i'm i'm with you man i'm standing with you like you gotta fight i'm i'll be standing by your side you know like i think we just need more of that we need to produce and know what
0: production looks like and what yeah. consumption looks like and make a decision i think therein you've We've come full circle and summarized the point of this podcast is, love it, consumerism versus production Mm -hmm. and making these four areas of universal commonalities that all people face, making them productive for you and exponentially productive to where they, you know, it stacks just like. A lot of principles of of finance. That's the way it works. Money exponentially grows as it compounds, right? Yeah, it does. So if, if you can compound your health and compound your resources and compound the effect that your pursuit and your passion of mm-hmm. life has, oh, that's where it's at. And so get, get this lawn mode, <laughs> get that lawn mode. Correct. <laughs> Keep things <laughs> prioritized with exactly what it needs. Not letting yeah. anything crash into the other right. and derail everything. Give it right? what it needs when it Correct. needs it. So we're gonna week in week out love it. deliver value in that form and fashion i'm very excited stay tuned everybody stay tuned y'all yes. y'all come back now for sure and we're gonna try to be as wildly entertaining as possible and so <laughs> uh we're gonna throw down an outro beat right here which i hope you just learn to jam with it that's right this has been unfiltered with dr philip Heisterkamp camp and the one and only pastor isaac wengler we're excited to bring you some value we're going to keep digging into relationships health resources and your life pursuits keep tuning in let us know what you think thanks for listening have a good one